Welcome back. It is the Hammerdown Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017 thehammercom Let's go on over to our Hammerhead hotline, and Corey Ross is with us from uh, ISC Purdue, covers the Boilermakers for that publication. As uh, we, I'll tell you what, we enjoyed Saturday, didn't we, buddy? I mean, you go out, you get a win, you, you cover the spread on top of that as well. Uh, I, I think there was a lot to like out of that performance. Uh, Corey, tell me what stood out the most to you in that Boilermaker win. Oh, you you got to start with the defense right away, right? Brand new, whole staff on that side of the ball. Um, Brom and company have been talking about playing aggressive all camp long. Uh, even when he made the hires, that's what he was talking about, is uh, how aggressive. And, you know, they played the most amount of press man coverage I think I've seen at Purdue in maybe a decade, probably, at the very least. Um, and, you know, they came to play. They they really performed. I, I looked it up last night. Purdue had six pass breakups, and that's the most pass breakups they've had in a game um, since at least 2014. That's as far back as PFF goes. Um, so it, it's got to it's got to be that that secondary. Uh, and, you know, Jalen Graham at linebacker had a, a fantastic game as well in coverage and in uh, causing some havoc in the backfield. Oh, of course, Corey Trice uh, getting his hand on that ball on that uh, fourth down and uh, one scenario there, too. I mean, boy, I think that, that's exactly what you always wanted to see out of that young man. You saw the potential there for a while, and uh, he seems like a new guy. He really does. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, that, that play, you know, he actually got beat on the play, um, and, and Brom talked about it um, in one of his press conferences, either after the game or on Monday, how he got beat, but, you know, he trusted his speed, his length, and he didn't. He didn't. He, I don't even know if he touched the receiver when he, when he made that play, but mm-hmm. it, was, it was the cleanest, most obvious uh, pass breakup. Uh, to me, it was, it was clear as day, you know, all the way across the field up in the press box. So um, kudos to him. And I think, you know, playing that press man coverage that they've been playing really, you know, he's going to be the one that's going to benefit from it because he's got that size where he can dominate smaller receivers. Um, and frankly, we saw that uh, he got caught on one double move late in the game. But um, other than that, you know, that's going to happen. That's kind of the growing pains of going into this press man coverage, you know, where your corners are out on islands sometimes. Um but, yeah, phenomenal game from Trice as well. I thought they did a good job, especially in the fourth quarter, holding uh, Oregon State 1-4 of four on third down conversions, just 1-3 of three on uh, fourth down conversions, uh, you know, just to be able to close out the game. Uh, there's a few things I don't like about it. Um, obviously, you know, they gave up 3-for-3 th- three three on uh, red zone touchdowns was uh, not fantastic. Um, but, other than, I mean, I'm nitpicking at that point, right? Uh, uh, overall... They went out there, they did what they were supposed to do, and it's, let's be honest, it's been a minute since they've gone out there and you felt confident about them being out there doing what they need to do, especially in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, I think uh, past year's teams might have rolled over and died when it was it was a two-point lead. You know, I think everyone was talking about, oh, we've seen this tape before, you know. Yeah. Everyone's probably getting uh, flashbacks to Nevada and, you know, last-second field goals to win it and stuff. Um, but, you know, credit to Brom because he stayed aggressive um, at the end of the game. And, you know, in past years they might not have been as aggressive as they were. 
Um, but they, they were aggressive, you know, and uh, it, it paid off for them with uh, a couple of late touchdowns from Payne Durham. Corey Ross with us here on the Hammerhead Hotline from ISC Purdue. You know, you mentioned Payne Durham, seven of uh, seven catches on eight targets, 120 yards. Um, you know, a, a lot of yak on there, too. The guy's just, he's a huge target, huge target. He's very concerned when he got the haircut, but, you know, worst comes to worst, he kind of looks like he's the lead singer in, like, an early 2000s rock band, but he still catches the ball very, very well. Alongside with him and David Bell, I mean, if you would have told me he was going to be the second leading receiver, I would have said, oh, boy, we're in a little bit of trouble here. But I'll tell you what, he's been phenomenal in that first game, really was. Oh yeah, yeah. Both both uh, Durham and and Bell, you know, had had really good games. You know, obviously Payne's was the big flashy one with the two touchdowns. Um, and credit to him, seven for seven, right? Um, and uh, whatever was working over the middle, you know, they they milked it as much as they could, especially late in the game. Um, and you know, Bell Bell's, you know, I don't know if it's it's you know kosher to say you know a quiet hundred yard game, but. Outside of that, that uh, you know, that first big chunk play, which was a fantastic throw by Plummer and catch and run after the catch by Bell early, early in the uh, early in the uh, first quarter, I think it was. Um, you know, Bell just he did what he did. They threw to him, he caught it, and they got first downs. And he was their guy to convert when they needed him to. Um, uh, I I think it's uh, pretty obvious why. Uh, Late in the fourth quarter, when they had that uh, delay of game penalty after the uh, the kickoff, when they needed to drive and score, they went to Bell right away, and he converted to first down. Um, so it, the the offense, you know, it it they look they looked pretty good. Um, there's definitely you know some the O line needs some work. I think they had to be in a lot of twelve personnel. Um, they, they would like to operate out of eleven. Uh, I'm sure more often than not with all of the wide receivers they have, but um, you know, uh, you know, Plummer really good game. 29 of 41. Uh, he had there were three drop passes, which you know, got to get on that as well as two throwaways. So if you adjust that, that's like an 82% completion percentage adjusted for drops and throwaways. That's a real efficient game. Um, so it it it, w- it was really clicking on offense. Um, it's just they weren't they weren't in the red zone. Red zone efficiency is where they're going to have to improve. We're talking with Corey Ross, uh, covers the Purdue Boilermakers here for ISC Purdue on the uh, Hammerhead Hotline. Uh, on the uh, you know, let me go back to the offensive line there because I thought early on you got a little bit worried. We knew that Oregon State line was actually pretty decent. But uh, honestly, I thought the offensive line really settled in in the second half. Um, and even the, the longer that game went on, I thought the better that they looked. And at the end of the day, they only gave up the one sack. I mean, it's not like they were completely porous, but that was a pretty decent Oregon State line. And I, I think Purdue, like I said, a little shaky at first, but they settled in. Give them a little bit of credit, man. Yeah, they they definitely they definitely improved as the game went on. Um and that's going to be something, you know, hopefully that's something that's not a trend where early in the game it's shaky and, you know, as, as things go on, um, they, get, they get better or, you know, opposing teams' uh, conditioning plays a factor potentially there too in the first week. Um, but, you know, it's going to be, uh, you know, I think the O-line is really going to what's going to control that ceiling 
of this team this year, frankly. Um, the, the rushing the rushing game was there. They were almost on pace for 100 yards um, at half, um, but in the second half they uh, went to throw the ball a bit more. Um, I think, frankly, that's why they won, because they did throw the ball a bit more in the second half. Um, and so I, I, I think it's going to be if the O-line can establish that rushing game and they could stay out of 12 personnel, even though, you know, I think Garrett Miller is a fantastic second tight end. I think Purdue's offense is meant to be meant to be played in 11 personnel. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, look, it, it's going to set up the run, right? It's going to be the pass to set up the run. I really don't think we should sit here and complain a bunch about not having 100 yards in rushing. I mean, look, if you're throwing for over four, if you're getting over 400 yards of the game and you win, does it really matter if you had 80 yards rushing or 105? I don't think so. Oh, I I don't disagree. You know, you're gonna you're gonna take what's working in the game, but I know for a fact, you know, 100 yards is something they're pushing for that they really feel like they need to be able to do. I, I think that's gonna work against you know team a team like Oregon State, but you know. Other other Big Ten games, they're going to have to be, uh, you know, willing to pound the rock sometimes because those teams will clamp down uh, maybe a bit harder than the uh, Oregon State secondary was this week. Um, but yeah, like 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 you said, you gotta you gotta take it where they give it to you. And you know, the passing game was open as evident by how great of a game Plummer had. So um, if it's there, do whatever it takes to win. But they're they're going to be working on on getting to a hundred yard rushing game, and and that kind of being their their standard or like minimum floor that they're trying to get to in the rushing game. So be on the watch out for that uh, this week coming up against UConn, um, and then you know following week against Notre Dame we'll see what happens there. Corey, I, I may be crazy here, but we talk about how great Plummer was. Talk about the kind of night that uh, David Bell had, Payne Durham had, how the defense did. I know this is going to sound crazy, but to be honest with you, it's because I think that there's been so much inconsistency and it hasn't been great in the past. The thing that excited me the most coming out of that game, Mitchell Finneran kicking the football. I, I mean, it seemed oh. like every time he kicked a PAT, like, I, I don't know if you could hear it at the stadium, but it was like a thud that I felt bad for the ball, like when I hear Aaron Judge like smack a baseball into oblivion, like how I almost shudder because I felt bad for how hard he hit it. That's how I felt like that ball sounded coming off of his foot. I, even the uh, the PATs high through, no problem. Special teams was an absolute delight in this one, and it has not been for the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you you hit it right on the head there with Fenneran. Um that that was, uh, you know, a big question. Was he going to be able to handle, you know, first game, packed house, big uh, power five opponent, you know, uh, under the lights, how is he going to do? And, you know, he was lights out, essentially. Um, that, that first 49-yarder was a really good first test, and I said that was good from at least 55, if not a couple more yards. Mm-hmm. So the kid definitely got a leg, but like you said uh, – all of his kicks at, at at some point, I was just like, "Oh, he's gonna make it. He's just he's that yeah. good. It's going to be. It's not going to be something fans are gonna have to worry about um, in in the in the field goal and extra point game. Yeah, it might he might miss you know some forty to fifty yarders, but more often than not, it seems like he's gonna be making them. So uh, hats off to him. I thought 
Uh, Jack Ansel did solid in his debut. I thought, you know, for an Aussie kick, uh, they were going off a little early. But, hey, it's the first game, first game of him, you know, actually punting in 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 a game. So I, I'm good with him getting it off early and just getting a consistent kick. I think, you know, he wants some more yards. Uh, I think he averaged, I think, 39 yards a punt maybe somewhere around there. So not great. But, you know, it was consistent at least. Um, and so hats off there, you know, good good, good kickoff, good return. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, would like to see some more, uh, some more touchbacks maybe. There was uh, some, maybe some distance challenges on the kickoff game that, you know, in a tight game, you know, when you need a, when you need a touchback late in the fourth quarter, you need a touchback late in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, so that that's something just to be just to be on the lookout as the season progresses there I think but you know like you said really solid start uh for this, this you know frankly a pretty new special teams unit Gory Ross, you can read his stuff uh, over at uh, ISC Purdue. He's got his own uh, Twitter handle as well as the uh, ISC one so make sure that you uh, give him a follow uh, and uh, he covers the Boilermakers for you all throughout the season. Buddy, always a pleasure talking with you, man. Boiler up, and uh, we'll catch you again soon. Thanks for having me.